Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host as always. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know of a few things of note. First, you may or may not be aware that I host another podcast called The Third Seat. The Third Seat is unrelated to the podcast you are listening to right now, but if you'd like to check it out, then I will put a link in the description of today's episode that you can use to listen to it. If you like this podcast, then I really think you will like The Third Seat as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Next, I want to let you know of a few ways you can support the podcast. First, be sure to tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Word of mouth is not only a great way to help support the show, but it's also zero cost. Secondly, if you enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving a positive review is one of the best ways of not only supporting the show, but it also gives me direct feedback from you regarding how you feel about the show overall. I greatly appreciate if you decide to take the time to support the show in any of these ways. Finally, if you'd like to follow me or the show on social media, then feel free to check out the description of today's episode. Here you will find all affiliated and mentioned links, as well as how you can support the show online. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into and supporting the show. It really means a lot to me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum. I will be your host as always, uh, and I am excited to bring you another iteration of this new segment that I've started. Uh, the first iteration, the first you know episode of this segment was a couple episodes where I did an interview with um, an individual named Mike Soto, uh, and I didn't really elaborate too much on. Uh, you know, in, in that episode, I just kind of got into the conversation with him, uh, but I didn't really elaborate too much on the background of why I wanted to start this segment, what led to the creation of it and, and kind of where I hope to go with it. Um, and so that's what I kind of hope to do a little bit in, in today's episode. So, um, this segment uh, on the show is called Living Faith, and as I mentioned in the first episode, um, I wanted to make this segment of the episode uh, an extension of, of my personal faith. Uh, I wanted to make it something, uh, you know, I, f- I felt that if I did not express this part of my life in the show, um, I felt that I was being a bit disingenuous to myself, a bit disingenuous to you, the listener. Um, and I felt that, um, I was, you know, leaving, leaving something on the table. Uh, like I wasn't giving, uh, you know, a full open and honest picture of myself and what I do. Um, and so that's what, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, hoping to elaborate on a little bit today. Uh, I'll be kind of giving you the background on why I wanted to create this and also, uh, hopefully maybe a little bit of, you know, a challenge and some thoughts on uh, just the current state of the church uh, and and a, a bit of a challenge of, you know, that, that I think we can all take with us going forward. Um, so, uh, and, and I'll, you know, full transparency uh, when this, <laughs> with this episode, uh, it's just me today. And so I, I know what I want to talk about, uh, but I don't exactly know the, um, you know, the structure of how I want to talk about it. So if it seems a little uh, loose and, and somewhat off the cuff, uh, don't be surprised. I'm just full transparency. But uh, I am excited to kind of dig into this today and, and, and go forward with it. So so as I mentioned in the first iteration of this segment, um, I am a Christian. I am. I, I've, uh, I have been involved in the church for, for many years. Uh, and 
you know, I, I was raised in the church. I was growing up. I was there, you know, virtually every time the doors were open. Um, and now that I've gotten older, now that I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm removed from college and I'm, I'm really living on my own now. Uh, I feel compelled, you know, I've grown a lot in my faith recently and, and I feel compelled to, uh, you know, truly live out my faith. Uh, I feel that that's something that a lot of times Christians, especially my age, you know, in my age, age range, um, fail to do, you know, it's easy to, uh, go through the motions of being a Christian or being just religious, you know, in general, whatever that may look like. And, and I I get it. I understand why. Uh, but to me, I feel that if I'm not truly living out my faith, I feel that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being disingenuous to my faith, uh, the faith that I claim to have. And so, you know, I'm not going to be perfect at it. Uh, I'm certainly going to mess up and, uh, fall short in the future, but, uh, that is where I'm at right now is, is I'm at a point where I want to better, uh, live out my faith and show that, um, you know, when we uh, when we proclaim to be Christians, when we uh, claim to have this this uh, you know peace that surpasses all understanding, when we when we claim to have uh, you know Christ in us, I think that we should truly live to show that. Uh, and if we're failing to show that to the world around us, you know, how honest are we being about our faith? Uh, and so that's what this this segment is about. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to show. I wanted to make this part of the show about that faith at the very least, uh, to have conversations about my personal faith, about the faith of others, um, to be able to highlight, uh, you know, experiences in my life and in the lives of others that have shaped their faith and hopefully have, uh, you know, open and honest and constructive conversations about, uh, you know, the different faith of individuals in our lives. And so, you know, my hope is that, uh, you as the listener, whatever faith background you're approaching this conversation with, whether you are, uh, an extremely religious person or whether you are the furthest thing from it, uh, I hope to present this conversation in a, you know, this segment and these conversations in a way that, um, is interesting and entertaining and hopefully informative. You know, it, it's, it's not always gonna be perfect, but that's, that's my hope. Uh, and certainly what I hope to accomplish with, e- with each one of these episodes. So, um, that's kind of where I came up with the name of the segment, uh, living faith. It's fairly, you know, fairly, uh, you know, cut and dry with the kind of explanation for it. But, uh, I do want to give a little bit of a backstory on how I actually came to making this segment because there was a time where, uh, I didn't, I didn't, this wasn't on my radar. Doing this segment wasn't necessarily on my radar. Uh, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do the podcast, but making a segment about my faith and about the faith of others wasn't necessarily something that I was really considering doing or had really thought about doing uh, until a few events in my life took place. And, and it was, you know, it was made clear to me that this is something I, I feel compelled to do. Um, so let's see. I started this podcast, uh, officially launched it in June. Um, and you know, I'd been recording episodes up until then. And I knew whenever I started it, I wanted to get to a point where I could have two things accomplished. You know, at some point I wanted to be able to get to the point where I could make weekly content where every single week, uh, there's going to be a new episode, uh, come out so that I can consistently create episodes, create content and, and have something for the listeners to take part in. Um, so that was number one. That was goal. Number one is, is to create a weekly content creation schedule. 
But also, uh, I wanted to get to a point where I wasn't solely relying on doing interviews because for a few reasons, while I do really enjoy interviews, one, uh, it's harder to schedule interviews just because you're having to, uh, work around the schedule of others, uh, you know, obviously having to work on the schedule of others, um, two, you know, it's going to be harder to create that content because, Generally, I can create an episode by myself much quicker than I can with someone else, you know, because when I'm doing an episode with someone else, whether it's over Zoom or whether it's in person, we've got to travel, we got to find a spot to record, we've got to, you know, do if it's over Zoom, we got to get that set up. We both have to find a time that meets well for us, you know, finding a date, you know, keeping things on schedule, it, it just causes more, it's not hard necessarily, but it, it requires more effort and more work to be done. Um, and so I wanted to make the interviews definitely a foundational piece of the podcast. Um, but I also wanted to make other segments that could be more easily repeatable, um, and you know, easily, more easily, uh, creatable, I guess if that's a word, uh, on my own, you know, so that's obviously we have the, you know, every, every, uh, you know, we've got interviews obviously on the show, but also you've got, you know, the, that's where the, the segment sincerely yours truly came from because I thought, okay, you know, I'll do interviews one week. Um, and then the next week I'll do a segment where it's just me. Uh, it's not, you know, it's just thoughts, uh, about, you know, life in general, just the things going on in my life and and thoughts that I, thoughts and opinions that I want to share, uh, straight from me. And so that was a, a new, a new segment that I had, that I wanted to create. Um, and also I wanted each of these segments to be different. I didn't just want to make a different, you know, segment that, was the same as the previous one. Obviously I knew I was going to be doing interviews, but I didn't want the other segment to feel just like a, a copy of the interviews. So that's where sincerely yours truly came from. So I was like, okay, so I've got that segment. I've got the interviews that I'm going to be doing. And I was really happy with that. Uh, you know, I was really happy with that overall, but I knew, I felt like there was a third piece missing. Like I, I, I wanted eventually to get to a point where I could do uh, like a, 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 a try weekly, I guess is the best way to put it. A try weekly, really uh, content creation schedule to where one week I would do an interview. Uh, the next week I would do a sincerely or truly episode. And then the following week after that, I would do something else. And this is where I kind of ran into some hiccups, you know, um, because I, I've, I've talked to a few people about this, but I initially had had thrown around different ideas of what I wanted to do, uh, on, on this kind of third week of, of the content creation schedule. Um, you know, I had thrown around the idea and, and this, you know, who knows, this may turn into something in the future. Um, but I had turned, I had thrown around the idea of doing something like a man on the street type, uh, of episode where I'll set up like, um, you know, a table in like the park and set up my podcast equipment and just have like a sign like that says something like, Hey, do you want to be on a podcast and just interview random people and just see what they have to say. And I still do feel like that idea is interesting, but, um, you know, I, I didn't feel like that was going to be easily repeatable, you know, because in order for me to, uh, to do that on any kind of repeatable basis, although it would be, uh, on a three week time frame, uh, it would require me to, you know, uh, first and foremost deal with the uncertainty of the weather. And then, uh, I have to deal with, you know, um, whether people were even outside to potentially be interested in being interviewed. Um, you know, I was probably going to have to get like some kind of canopy to set up over my equipment because I didn't want it to overheat or anything. 
Um, and it's just, you know, it was going to cost money, time, and just a lot more energy than I think I was willing to give at that moment in time. Uh, so I was like, okay, well kind of back to the drawing board a little bit. So I was kind of thinking up different ideas and, uh, although I wanted, I kind of scrapped the idea of doing a podcast kind of out, out and about, uh, I still wanted to keep it in the back of my head just in case maybe in the future I'll do something. So, you know, who knows, maybe try to be on the lookout for that. Who knows? I may surprise you all someday. Uh, but, um, so I kind of went back to the drawing board and was looking around and was like, okay, what can I, what can I do now? And then I started toying around with the idea of, okay, well maybe I could do something totally different and do like a, like a newsletter and do like a blog. Um, and so I started running with that idea and I was like, okay, I bet I could do this. Like it'd be a new challenge for me. I've never written in any way before. Uh, but you know, I was like, this may be something I could try out. And so I started, um, running with the idea. I would, I started writing like some loose ideas for blogs and loose ideas for newsletters. Um, but I came to realize that after writing a couple of them, it just, it just, I just didn't, it wasn't in my heart to do it. Uh, it felt like, it felt like a chore rather than something I truly wanted to do. And I knew that if I wanted to do this long term or in any kind of extended, extended time frame, um, I was going to have to want to do it. I couldn't just force myself to do it every single, every single, you know, week or so, uh, and, and make myself do it. Like not necessarily that I, you know, can't make myself do things, but it was just, I knew that if I was going to do it for a long term, I had to enjoy doing it. I had to want to do that. And I just, I realized I just didn't want to do that. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a burning desire of mine to make that a part of what I do. Um, and so I kind of scrapped that idea for a little bit. So around this time, uh, again, I was still looking for kind of a third installment for the show, kind of like a third segment that I could, you know, repeat every, every three weeks or so. And, uh, you know, around this time I was, I was kind of racking my brain like, okay, what could I do? What could I do? And around this time, um, you know, I've, I started, so, I mean, I'd been going to, let me think, um, around this time. So, I mean, I'd been going to church and around this time, the, so the, the guy that I interviewed in the last segment, Mike, uh, he was preaching one Sunday and he was talking a lot about, um, a passage where if you want to, if you want to turn to this and look at it, you can, but, uh, it is in Matthew chapter five. Um, and for those that aren't aware, uh, Matthew chapter five is in the new Testament of the Bible. And, uh, during this portion of the Bible, uh, Jesus is doing what's called the sermon on the Mount. Um, and so, you know, there's a, a large, large crowd gathering before Jesus and he goes on top of this mountain and he sits down and his disciples come to him. And then he starts saying, you know, he starts preaching on a lot of different things. Uh, one of the most famous things that he preaches is called the Beatitudes, which I'm not going to go into that today. Uh, but it's basically like the first part of chapter five. Uh, and he starts talking about that. And when you go on down, uh, you eventually get to, um, verse 13 in chapter five. And this is what, uh, Mike at, at church was preaching on a lot. And so I'll give you just a short glimpse of what, uh, of what it says. It says in verse 13, it says, Matthew chapter five, verse 13 says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. And that is verses, um, 
Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And so he did a, a, a portion on that uh, in church. And I had heard about this. And in fact, in the weeks prior to him preaching about this, I had actually been studying this. And this was part of my own personal studies that I came across. And it really struck me just that I had been focusing on this in the previous weeks. And then Mike started talking about it. And the gravity of this segment really came down upon me, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, because that puts it very plainly in my eyes. Um, what we, a, a large, a large part of why I believe, um, church, contemporary churches, uh, either are either, you know, go under or are successful or last for the long term, I think has a lot to do with this very set of verses. Um, it, it makes it very plain, especially in verse 14, it says, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And I think a lot of times uh, we as individuals and corporately speaking, we as a church fail to um, fulfill this part of what we are commanded to do. Uh, we show up to church every week, you know, on Sundays, maybe Wednesdays, uh, whatever day we attend church and, and we show up and we go through the motions and we do the things and that is about it. Um, and if we're being honest with ourselves, that is not going to do too much personally, uh, that, that, that is my belief. I think if we just show up to church and just go through the motions and sing the songs and do the things and, you know, be nice for, you know, an hour or two each week, um, you're really not going to move too many mountains, change the world in too many ways by doing that. Um, and, and that puts it plainly right here in, in the Bible. It says that we are a light, that we are not to be hidden, uh, but we're to shine. We're to allow, we're not to hide our own light, but to shine. And to me, uh, whenever I was reading this and whenever Mike was talking about it in church, this struck me as saying, basically, you are given an opportunity in your life. Uh, you're, you are handed a unique set of cards, uh, where you can use, you can play, play them or you can, you know, fold on them. And whether you play them or whether you fold on them is, uh, a large factor that will, uh, it, it will, it will make or break, uh, your faith and, and that, uh, of others around you in a, in a strong way. And this spoke to me very plainly because now that, uh, this had kind of jumped out to me, this is when it hit me. I was like, okay, I, I need to start living out this faith that I proclaim to have more than I, than just showing up at church every week, doing the things that I know are, you know, expected of me. Uh, I need to stop just consuming and just having my cup filled. I need to try and empty of myself into others. I need to try and live out this faith and not just, uh, you know, consume it on my own and allow others to pour into me. Um, because to me, by doing that, I will be, you know, hiding this light that I have, that I've, that I've been commanded to shine. Um, and so that's when I, I and I remember it was funny after the, the sermon, uh, I remember talking to, uh, talking to my fiance about this, uh, and telling her kind of my thoughts on it and seeing what she thought. And, and she really liked it. Um, and so I started running with this idea of, okay, uh, I have this podcast, I have this platform, you know, it's not huge, but it's a platform nonetheless. Um, you know, I was running through the idea of what could I do? How could I use it in the future? Um, for, for, you know, the sake of Christ for my, uh, for my faith, how could I, use this platform in a way where I could be that light on a hill, that city on a hill and not hide it, uh, but to let it shine. Um, 
And so I knew at this point, I, f- I felt confident about it, you know, with the other two segments where I would interview people out, you know, out in public or like doing a newsletter, I just didn't feel the conviction with that. I didn't feel excited about it. Um, but with this, I really did feel excited. I was like, okay, I felt clarity about it. I felt that this was the direction I needed to go. And it felt like, you know, something that I could do, not, not only something that I should do, but something that I could do. Um, and so I started running with this. I was like, okay, uh, this feels like the right thing I need to be doing. This feels like an opportunity that I had before me. And, and as I've said numerous times, it felt like if I didn't utilize this space that I have, I was being disingenuous to myself. And so I ran with it. And I've, you know, came up with this uh, segment that you're listening to right now uh, and and decided to make uh, this segment about my faith, about the faith of others uh, and, and trying to learn uh, from these different, you know, uh, from these different faith oriented aspects of our lives. Um, and so this passage that I just read in Matthew five goes along with another passage that really stuck out to me at this time. Um, and it's also in Matthew, uh, it's in Matthew chapter 25, but these two passages are really what struck me and what drove me to want to, what drove me to want to, uh, you know, do this, this segment here. Um, and I'll, kind of give some more context to it afterwards, but the first passage talked about not, you know, hiding your, your light, you know, you're, you're given this opportunity, you're a city set on a hill, do not. Uh, hinder the, the light from shining. The second passage works in tandem to it a lot. Uh, it's a little bit longer, uh, but it's in Matthew chapter 25, and it's one of the many parables that Jesus tells, uh, and it starts in verse 14. Um, and I'm not going to, I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but basically it's called the parable of the talents. And, you know, when this was uh, written a talent to my understanding was a, a form of currency. It, although we think of a talent as like a skill or something that we are above average at doing, um, a talent in this context was considered a currency. However, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's called a talent. Um, it could have been called anything. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that the word talent, our modern day interpretation of that word has to do with the things that we excel at, the things that we're good at. Uh, I, I don't think that's a coincidence at all. And so in this parable, uh, you have an individual, you have one individual and then three other people who, um, who are at, you know, in front of this individual and the, one of the individuals has numerous talents, uh, and it's talking about money. And with one of the individuals, he gives him, I believe he gives him five talents. Uh, let me, let me see here. Um, let's see to one individual. He gave him five talents, uh, to another, he gave to one, uh, one talent. And then to another one, he gave, uh, five talents. So there's, there's four individuals. And one of these individuals gave, uh, basically money to the other people. One of these people received basically, you know, you think about it, U S dollars, like they received $5. The other one received also received $5. Um, and, uh, the other one received basically $1. Uh, so they all receive some kind of monetary compensation from, uh, the main individual and they were tasked with taking this money and going out and multiplying it. And so, uh, they all come, you know, after some time passes and, uh, it says in verse 19, it says, now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more saying, master, you delivered to me five talents here. I've made five talents more. Um, 
And then moving on in verse 22, and he said, and he who also had the two talent, or yeah, one of them had two talents. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I've made two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And then it also says in verse 24, uh, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. So kind of pausing here, um, we have the master individual and then we have three other people. One of them was given five talents. One of them was given two talents and one of them was given one talent. I I think I messed that up earlier, (laughs) but, uh, one was given five, one was given two and one was given one. And the individual with five came back after a period of time and multiplied it, multiplied it, uh, with five more. So after a period of time, he had 10 talents. Uh, and so his master was very pleased with that. And basically, you know, he's like, good job. You did great. Uh, and then the next individual comes up and he was given two talents and he multiplies it. Also, he also doubles it. So he has four talents. And so the master gives him the same reaction. He's like, good job. You're doing great. Whatever. Um, and then the third individual comes up who had been given one talent and he's like, Hey, so I didn't do anything with this one. I was afraid that if I messed it up, I would, you know, you would be upset at me. Or I was afraid that if I somehow didn't do the right thing with what you've given me, that you would be upset that you wouldn't be happy with me. And so I buried it in the ground. So no one would take it or no one would steal it. And, uh, now that you have wanted it back, I'm, I'm bringing it to you. So that's where we left off there. And that was in, um, that was in verse 24 and 25. And so now finishing up in verse 26 of Matthew chapter 25, it says, but his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. Uh, so take the talent from him and give it to him who has, who has the 10 talents for to everyone who has will has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has asked, what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so you can see the, uh, the attitude change from, you know, once it gets past the second servant to the third servant, uh, you can see there's a major attitude change. And this also, this, this passage in my mind works very closely along with, uh, chapter five that I read just a, a little bit ago. Both of these passages are talking about the importance of taking what we have, whether it's a lot or whether it's a little and using it for the sake of, uh, for the sake of Christ. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether you've been given 10 talents, five talents, one talent, uh, or a thousand talents. It doesn't matter what you are, regardless of what you have, what you've been given, whatever kind of hand you've been dealt by life. Um, you're a city set on a hill and you are, your life is meant to be used in a way you're, you're meant to use these talents in your life to glorify God. Um, and if you're not doing that, it makes it very plain in chapter 25 here. And it says, you know, you can either do that or you cannot. If you do that, you will be rewarded. You will be uh, glorified before God. Um, and you will be, you know, you, you have, you have ran the race and you have finished. Uh, but if you don't, it makes it very plain also that, uh, that is displeasing to God. That's that, that's not what, uh, he wants for us. And it's not what, uh, we should aim to make the, the aim of our life. Um, and so these two passages in tandem with one another really struck me a lot, uh, as I was still trying to figure out the third, what I wanted to make the third aspect of this show. 
uh, I'd been thinking about for a long time, you know, what's going to be the third, third kind of prong to this show. What, what do I want to make the third avenue of the show? And after reading this, I knew that it had to be something with, with the show. Um, because while I'm not some major celebrity with a million people listening to me or anything, I have an audience nonetheless, I have an opportunity. And I, I believe that if I, if I did not use this opportunity that I have for, uh, for this, this faith that I claim to believe in, then what am I doing? I'm just like the third servant who took his talents and buried it in the ground and didn't do anything with it. Um, you know, I think that was really a representation of where I was at at that time. And I knew that I was at a bit of a crossroads. So I really started to, you know, look at my life and say, okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm already going through the motions. I'm doing the things that, um, are at this point in my life, fairly easy to do, you know, going to church, being a good upstanding individual, things like that. But I really wasn't extending beyond that. And I realized that by doing that, I was really acting like the third servant here. As I mentioned, I was neglecting this light that I have. I was neglecting, um, this faith that I have, I was, I was being disingenuous to it. And, and, you know, it, I felt a bit convicted, um, because that to me, that attitude of doing the bare minimum of just showing up and not really being active with your faith is what I feel has a lot of uh, individuals and in churches have fallen prey to. Um, and it's something that I, I didn't want to allow it to foster in my life anymore. Um, and so I didn't necessarily know what the next step would be, but after reading these passages and after considering them and, and looking at them and studying them, I knew it, it made it very plain to me that I, I had to make some aspect of, uh, this podcast, you know, having to do, uh, with, with my faith, I had to make some aspect of it, uh, you know, glorifying to God the best way I can. And so this is the way that I felt best to do that. Uh, you know, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be, you know, like some, podcast, uh, preacher. I didn't want to just sit up here and do sermons or anything. Uh, but also didn't want to be, uh, I wanted to create a space where hopefully, you know, people of all different kinds of backgrounds can approach this, this conversation and, you know, whether you agree or disagree, whether you like it or, you know, whether you like what I have to say or dislike what I have to say, um, I, I hope that it can be presented in a way where no matter what your background is, it's an open and honest conversation, <clears throat> um, about, about, uh, my faith and the faith of others and, and how we got to this point and, uh, how we're trying to grow in the future. And so this was the idea that I ran with. Uh, it, it was what I, what I decided to run with and do. And, uh, you know, I came up with the name and, and have started thinking about different individuals to interview and different topics I want to talk about. And, um, it, it's been great so far. It's been really exciting. And just right now recording it, it makes me excited to know that, um, you know, even to a small degree, I'm, I'm, living out my faith. I'm actively, uh, living out my faith in a, in a way that I wasn't before. Um, and so it makes me excited. Uh, it makes me, makes me happy to know that I'm making progress from where I was. I'm not just, uh, you know, as the old saying goes, only a dead fish goes with the flow. I'm not just going with the spiritual flow anymore. Um, I'm being active. I'm trying to do things to truly live out my faith. And, uh, it's, it's something that I hope to continue to do into the future. Um, and so that was really kind of the, those two passages were really kind of what built the foundation for this segment. Um, that was what drove me to want to do this in the first place. Well, not really what drove me to want to do this, but what convicted me to want to do this. Uh, it, it's what, 
uh, kind of pierced my heart and, and showed me that I needed to make part of this show at the very least uh, about my faith and about the faith of others. And so now what I want to talk about a little bit is how I hope uh, that you, the listener, um, wherever you are in your life, um, whether you consider yourself a Christian or not, whether you're trying to figure out your own personal faith, whether you're trying to make sense of your life in general, um, I hope that you can use these passages and this story as, or, you know, my story of, of how I'm doing this right now um, as encouragement and you know, maybe I guess I'll use the word inspiration. Uh, I, I don't know something about that word just sounds weird to me, but, um, encouragement and, and maybe as a model for your own life. Um, I know that not everybody has, this sounds so narcissistic for me to say, but I know that not everybody has a podcast not everybody has an, a, an audience to talk to. Uh, and I'm very fortunate to have this opportunity to do this thing and to have people that apparently want to <laughs> want to listen to me talk. Um, but, uh, I'm very fortunate to be in this position, but what I can say to you, you, the listener, wherever you are, um, is that there is somewhere there. I feel very confident in saying there is somewhere in your life where you have been given an opportunity. Maybe it's at your job. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it is with your friends. Maybe it's at your church. Maybe it is, um, in your alone time, whenever you're trying to, you know, start a new hobby, maybe whatever it is, maybe you're, you're, you excel at something more than others. Uh, maybe you have a podcast, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, there's an opportunity in your life somewhere. Um, it may be with a niece or a nephew. It may be with a friend or a family, family member. It may be with coworkers. It, it may not be with anyone. It may just be in your own life. You personally by yourself, whatever the opportunity is. Um, I challenge you to use these passages as a, ref- as a, as a, as a mirror uh, for this aspect of your life. For me, I had to kind of hold up the podcast, uh, to this mirror that the, the, these passages show us, I had to hold up this thing that I created, this thing that I'd done and hold it up to the mirror of, uh, Matthew five of, of Matthew 25 and say, am I, is this, is this thing I've created? Is this podcast that I've created? Is it something that, uh, allows me to shine my light the, it, that allows me to, uh, show others that I'm a Christian more or less. Is it something that's hindering me as a Christian or is it something that's allowing me to progress as a Christian? Um, at the time that answer was, was so it was something that it was hindering me. Um, it was something that was not necessarily helping me, but it was, it was, uh, you know, somewhat dragging me down. I knew that, uh, it was not something that I was actively using to glorify God. And, and I wanted to change that. You know, I had to hold up this podcast, this opportunity that I have, uh, to Matthew chapter five to, or chapter 25 to the parable of the talents. You know, I, I believe that this was an opportunity for me. I believe that it was something that I've been given. Um, and much like the servants in this passage, you know, I felt like I had been given, uh, this, this quote unquote talent, uh, and this opportunity. And I don't know how long this podcast will go. I don't I have no idea how, how long it will last, what doors it will open. I have no idea, but what I do know is that right now I have this opportunity right now. I have it. And I'm in the same position that these servants were in when they were given the five talents, the two talents and the one talent at that very moment in time, they had that talent and they were commanded to use it. They were commanded to, uh, go and, and, and invest it and allow it to grow. And, you know, 
if it was a plant to, to plant it and to water it and to take care of it, to tend to it and allow it to grow than more than just a seed, more than just one, one single talent. We see what happens. We see what happened, uh, in this passage when they failed to do that, but also we see what happens when they, when they, uh, were able to do this, when they were able to allow it to grow. Um, they were glorified before their master. They were glorified, uh, before the one that gave them the opportunity in the first place. Um, and so I love this passage because it's so easily applicable to our lives. Uh, look at your own life. What opportunities do you have? What opportunities have you been given? What areas in your life have you been given where you maybe seem to excel at something more than others do? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you are, uh, you know, you, you have a a hobby that, Others look to you for expertise. How can you use this hobby uh, to be salt and light in the world? How can you use this talent that you have to invest in a way that uh, is glorifying to God? Um, that is that is my main challenge to you. Is what I had to do, and it and it caused me to, um, you know, in one way, be a little bit disappointed in all the all the times before where I hadn't actually used my talents uh, for this purpose. However, it also encouraged me to know that I could start today, much like the servants in chapter 25. Uh, you know, they could start before up until the point when they had to return their talents back to the master. Uh, they could start at any day. They could start investing their their talents at any day and, and growing their talents. Uh, the same goes for you. The same goes for me. And there's nothing, nothing holding you back from doing that. Uh, and I don't say that in a way as like, you know, to sound as to sound like some kind of pseudo motivational speaker or something, but I, I mean that literally. There's nothing stopping you from actively seeking ways to use what you've been given for the glory of God, and I truly believe that. Um, and and I I want to say this as well. I say all of this actively, knowing that uh, I have and will continue to fall short regarding this. Uh, I I have fallen short in using my talents in the past. And being a human being, being a flawed human being, I will continue to fall short in using my talents for Christ in the future. Uh, I routinely do not live up to the standards that I say that I want to live up to. And I know that I will continue to do that. Um, But the beauty of it is that each day is new. We're given a new opportunity each day. Um, And I think it's better to focus on whether or not we are actively seeking to make better on our past mistakes rather than focusing on how we could fail in the future. Um, that is what I think we as individuals uh, should focus on. Uh, and I think something I hope that we as, you know, as corporate churches abroad can focus on because I think something like this really can make or break a church. I think oftentimes you know, a church is made up of the people that attend it. And when the people that attend it are not, are not, when, when they are living like the first two servants, when they're multiplying, when they are, uh, you know, allowing their talents to grow, when they are investing the things that they have and and allowing it to, uh, come to fruition uh, in a way that is pleasing to their master in their lives. Uh, you know, you will see great outcomes from that. Uh, but oftentimes that's not the case. You, we don't see that happen in the lives of, of Christians abroad. We see them do the things that are easy to do. We see them uh, show up and fill pews and you know sing the songs that they've heard a thousand times and to say the things they've said a thousand times and they get up and leave and that's that. Um, 
I'm not saying you can't ever do that, but what I am saying is that if that is all that your faith is limited to, and I say this knowing good and well that I've done this in the past and will do it in the future most likely, um, but if that is all that your faith amounts to, you're really missing out on so many different aspects of your faith. You're living more like the third servant that was afraid to invest the things that they have uh, and not like the first two servants that boldly use the opportunities that they have and the talents that they have uh, for the sake of their master. And again, it, it can't be put more plainly than in the scripture. Uh, you, you can't, I don't see any other way you can read these two scriptures and not, uh, see, not have this view, uh, and not have this challenge in your life. Um, again, I know that we will fall short as individuals. I know that I will fall short as an individual and, and I will routinely, um, you know, live in a way that doesn't, that contradicts the things I'm saying now. I, I, I willfully understand that and admit that, uh, but rather than focusing on the fact that we fall down, I think we should focus on how we can get back up and do better than we did before. Uh, not only just as people in general, but especially as Christians who, who claim to follow Christ. Um, I think that's something that we as Christians need to do a much better job at. Um, and I think it will be something that when, when, and if, and when we do that at large and individually, uh, we'll begin to see results like we haven't before. We'll begin to see change like we haven't before. Um, and, and it will cause us to live in a way that, um, maybe we haven't before. You might just, (laughs) when you do that, you might just start a podcast and start talking about how your life has changed. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, that for the most part is kind of my thoughts uh, for today. I want to just kind of give some background on this new segment, uh, give, give some thoughts on how I got to this point and, and why I'm doing it. And, hopefully use the listener, uh, you know, have a better understanding of why I'm doing this segment and, and hopefully understand, uh, you know, to a greater degree, uh, where I'm coming from when I do these segments. Um, at the end of the day, my hope is that I can live out, uh, these two, these two passages. I hope that I can be uh, a light shining on a hill. I hope that I can use my talents, my opportunities, uh, for the glory of God. And I know that I will fail to do that at times. I know that some days I'll live more like the third servant and I will, hide and I will be scared and I I won't do the things that I know I should do. Uh, but I hope that each and every day I look towards the first and the second servant and I, I live more like them. I live more like the city on a hill that doesn't, uh, hide its light. And I hope to, uh, live more like that each and every day. I know that I, I will fail and fall short. Uh, but that's my hope for my life and it's my hope for your life as well. Um, so yeah, that, that is, uh, all that I have for today. Uh, of course I want to Thank you uh, for for listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, If you would like to keep up with me uh, personally or uh, follow the podcast on social media, uh, then those links will be down down below uh, for on today's episode. So feel free to go down there, give me a follow, and you can keep up with me. And uh, I'd love to hear from you as well. If you'd like to contact me, uh, you can feel free to message me on social media, or you can send uh, the podcast an email at radiofacepod at gmail.com. Again, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. Uh, as always, it is a pleasure to, uh, be your host and to, uh, you know, take some time to take some time to, yeah, as always, I, I hope that you, uh, enjoyed this episode. And, uh, again, it is, it is always an honor to, uh, have the opportunity to, to speak with you. And, uh, I hope that you, uh, enjoy today's episode as always. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, uh, this opportunity. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, and I will catch you all in another episode of the podcast. Goodbye, everybody.
Thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. As one final reminder, if you'd like to support the show, then don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast or share it with a friend. If you'd like to check out any links that were mentioned during the show or follow the show or myself on social media, then feel free to head to the description of today's episode to find these links. As always, thank you again for checking out today's episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. I'll catch you all on the next episode of the podcast. See ya!